When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Quick, name five members of the Nashville Predators. Really quick, and Carrie Underwood doesn't count. Good morning to you. Good Tuesday morning from Nashville. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Penguins. It comes your way bright and early every weekday. If you're into football and or baseball, I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Pirates where you found this. It's Penguins versus Predators tonight here in Nashville at Bridgestone Arena. It's an 8.08 p.m. Eastern time face-off, it'll allow the Penguins an opportunity to win three in a row. It'll also allow, I think this is almost as important at this point, early in the season I would say it's more important, now I would say it's almost as important, to show that maybe beneath the surface of these weekend outcomes upon which I have already cast some significant skepticism, There's a positive undercurrent within their overall performance. And if you're a regular listener to this show, you'll know that I'm talking about how they defend. I wasn't nuts about either of those games in that regard, but the St. Louis one was obviously a significant step up. And the one against Tampa... There was something to like there, too, except that once a game gets completely out of hand, you can pretty much discount anything that either team does. Do you know what I'm saying? So if you look at the shots on goal over these last two games, the Penguins outshot the Blues 48 to 27. They outshot the Bolts 36 to 29. That's pretty nice. I looked this up, and that marked the first time since early January that they'd held consecutive opponents to fewer than 30 shots. It's not something that they do very often. I also like the fact that when you combine both games, and including the blowout portion of the Tampa Bay game, the Penguins had a cumulative edge of 42 to 22 in high danger scoring chances. That's very, very good. Allowing 11 high danger chances per game is a winning formula regardless of whether you have Tristan Jari or Casey DeSmith in net. And this, my friends, is where they need to be headed. That begins tonight because while the Predators don't have necessarily a lot of the higher profile names that they've had in recent years, they do score a lot of goals. They have six in each of their past two games. They have 26 over their last five games. 
That's a lot of offense, and they tend to be, as ever, uh, a little bit more dynamic when they're playing at home in front of their boisterous stand-with-us crowd that, depending on the night and depending on the circumstance, will get up and watch the entire period from their feet. This is going to be a really, really, really nice test, I think, for the Penguins. If you read between the lines of what they were saying following these two games over the weekend, it sounds like they're starting to get satisfied with their play away from the puck. Here's some of what Mike Sullivan had to say. Well, I mean, I, I think it's something that we can build on for sure. You know, I, I think every every game is a, is a new challenge. Um but certainly, I think our team can take a lot of confidence out of the last couple of games that we played. Every game in this league it, it, that we play is a, is a tough challenge, and um, and so the fact that we that we beat two pretty good teams, uh, I think our, our guys need to take away uh, a positive feeling. You know, I think for the most part we we played the game the right way. I think we were trying to defend when we had to. Um, you know, our, our goaltenders made some timely saves when when we when we broke down or made some mistakes. But from a process standpoint, I just think our, our intent was where it needed to be. I thought our energy, our effort, uh, things of that nature were, were all where they need to be for us to have success. I mean, yeah, I'm with that. Uh, he wants to see them, as he told them, before the game against St. Louis and then again before the game against Tampa Bay, do the little things right. Take care of the little things. If you do that, all the rest of it will come. And it did. They were rewarded for it. They've been generating a lot of scoring chances, and they haven't been putting them away. Well, they had Brian Elliott and goal. <laughs> I hate to keep bringing that up, but it's true. You're facing the league's worst goaltender. You need to cash in. And they did, to their credit. They did. Well, that's not going to be the case here for a while. They're going to need to defend. You hear defend and you might think, well, that means Brian Dumoulin's going to have to be a lot better or whatever. And, and that's just not really it. Uh, he does have to be better. I don't know that he's got another gear in him at this point in his career. But what that means overall is that the Penguins have to be a 200-foot team. They have to be on top of the puck. They have to be pressuring it in all situations, including in the attacking zone. And even then, once they get it, don't do something stupid with it. It's not extra exciting or anything like that, but especially on the road, it can be very, very effective because it takes a crowd, including the one they're likely to go up against tonight here in Nashville, and eliminates them from the game. Things just get dull. The other team doesn't get chances. The crowd never gets a chance to go, oh, you know, and get all excited or whatever. And the same thing's going to be true, by the way, in Tampa. Not so much in Sunrise, where the trip will end, or that crowd's going to be about three quarters, Pittsburgh fans. Um, they just need to play better. They need to play smarter. They need to be more diligent. They need to be more detailed. They need to be more boring. And with that, more goals will come, which won't be boring. All of which feels ironic, but it's all true. When we come back, J1Q. Today's J1Q comes from Ken, who says, How does Teddy get on your list of bad? He's what the Penguins need on the fourth line in the PK. 
The fourth line outscores the third line on this team, and I think it's so bad that we expect the fourth line to make up for the bottom six scoring. It's just the third line. It's just a black hole. The fourth is always just don't let the third line black hole suck our thoughts out of the fourth into it. Ken, this is just a great entry, but I'm going to have to correct your very first sentence there, your your question, which was how does Teddy Bluger get on your list of bad? He's on my list of bad. He's been bad. I didn't put him there. I, I didn't anoint him or designate him. Teddy's been bad. I don't know how anybody could have watched him for all these games and then been swayed or moved to write this question because he scored one single goal while he was standing at the beach and shooting the puck into the ocean. I mean, I'm glad for him that he got it. I'm sure it's going to be a big relief off of his shoulders. You could tell he was really, really, really wearing the slump, including firing off of crossbars into open nets. But let's not pretend that that erases something just because it's the last thing you saw. Teddy's been timid. He has not been effective with the puck. He hasn't skated anywhere near as well as he can. He hasn't even been successful in fighting for 50-50 pucks. And that's been the one thing. If you go back to Teddy's entry into the NHL four years ago, Teddy was able to stick on this roster and earn this head coach's trust by his play in tight quarters. I remember like yesterday, Mike Sullivan talking to me about that in Columbus after a game where he said, watch how he handles himself in tight quarters. Whenever there's a lot of people around him or a lot of traffic, he's the one that'll come out of there with it. And not only that, he'll do something smart after he comes out of there. You seen that this year? Have you seen that since Brendan Dillon broke his jaw? I don't like bringing that up all the time either, but that's your very clear line of demarcation between pre-Teddy and post-Teddy. And post-Teddy hasn't been good. That's not me putting him on any list. If Teddy becomes good, he's not on anybody's list. You know, this stuff isn't that complicated. It's not personal. You know, it's not something that I overthink. If you're playing well, I'm just going to say you're playing well. If you're playing lousy, I'm going to say you're playing lousy. And if it changes, I'll change too. Nothing all that, you know, dramatic about it. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Penguins. We'll do another one of these tomorrow.